In this episode, we have Julie joining us, and she is going to be talking about uh, her experience with divorce and with a marital affair, um, actually a serial marital affair that she found out about and how she went through her grieving process, how she went through and got herself out of that hole and what kind of advice she would be giving herself or the advice that she can be giving you if that is something that you are going through. Stay tuned. She actually is a high school teacher who was my high school teacher and she's super amazing. So I'm excited to have her on. Hey guys, welcome to our mess. This is episode four. We have Miss Julie on. I actually had Julie as my uh, math teacher in high school, so I'm super we're on. So Julie, <laughs> you want to introduce yourself a little bit more than what I did. Yeah, uh, my name is Julie. I um, have taught high school for over 30 years, teach math. Bailey was one of my students. I um, so I've known her for a while, watched her uh, grow up, in my opinion. I'm sure I thought she was growing up in high school, but <laughs> definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> so, and um, I have, sorry, my camera keeps moving there. I have um, been through a few things that uh, might be helpful for other people to know that you can survive some heartbreak. Well, do you want to just kind of start going into it and talking sure. about your story a little bit? Sure. So I was uh, married for 18 years um, together with the same man for 21 years, had three children. And one day um, was in a super grumpy mood. And I was like, well, it wasn't just one day. It was like this long thing that slowly started. I was like, why are you, why are you so upset? Why are you so unhappy to be here? Um, if you're so unhappy to be here, why don't you just leave? And he did. That was as much warning as I had. And um, maybe a few days later, his brother actually called me at school, by the way, may have known you at the time, <laughs> and told me that um, he had been cheating on me for ever. So at this point, um, this is 10 years ago now, um, I know of at least six women he had long-term relationships with, things like went on vacations with them, um, spent an enormous amount of money on them. Um, and countless other women who I'm sure he either had short-term relationships with or attempted relationships with, and it didn't go far. So did he have them all together at one time, or he would have you and one other chick? Yeah, usually it seemed to me, I mean, I didn't go, once I found out what I found out, I didn't go into the more uh, like detective mode like some people do. I was um, pretty much said to myself, you know enough, Julie, you don't need to, you know, know every detail, but I believe he was kind of me and one other most of the time, but I, but I would, it's weird how I think about it. I assume he cheated on some of his girlfriends as well. Yeah. Not long-term relationships at one time, but um, probably little, whatever he could, whatever he could manage. Yeah. That's what I guess. So you were at school teaching, at you were at work. Well, yes, I was at work. So I had a first period class and it was second period. I didn't have a class and his brother um, had sent me a text message that I need to call you. So I said, all right, call me. I don't remember what time it was like at nine o'clock. I said, call me. I didn't have students in my classroom, but he told me over the phone. Um, I just can't 
handle it anymore. I can't be the only one who knows. But um, my brother's been cheating on you for, for years and years and years. So um, I went into what I call paralyzed mode. I didn't quite know what to do. The enormity of what I had just been told um, just froze me. I, 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 he was gone already out of my house. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have to do anything as far as kicking him out. My children kept asking, mom, when, when's dad coming home? Mm -hmm. So my oldest child was 15. And then I had a 12-year-old and an eight-year-old. And I kept having to say, I don't know. I don't know when dad's coming home. But I didn't know he wasn't coming home either. Like, no real decisions could be made. Um, I would manage my day. Like, I would come be your teacher. You can talk about what you remember about that time from seeing um, from that side of things. Would come be your teacher and go home and try to be the mom. And then once everyone went to bed, I would fall apart. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't know how I would ever survive such a thing. And um, what do you remember from that time? Yeah. So like, I well, Julie says I grew up. I really did. Like, <laughs> I remember right when I got into class, like for the first time, like she taught, it was what, Math 1050, I think, or Math oh, yeah. 1050 was in. And um, you were like, you have to like, this is all on you guys. I'm not going to force you to do it. So if you want to be up at the front learning, come be up at the front. And my friends that I hung out with in the class were stinkers and were in the back of the class. Yeah. So I definitely, I don't think I even really got the college credit from the class, but I remember just sitting in the back of the class, like some days you would have like a really good day. And then there were some days where you, like, you could just tell, like you were going through hell and like, obviously it's like high school students, yes. we like, how do you go to an adult and be like, do you need help? You know, like, because that's, did. yeah, yeah. I got lots of little notes. I got people saying, just leave, just go take a break. I had a lot of you guys were, I mean, I wouldn't have survived without you guys, that's my good. kids and you guys helping me. Like, I got to get it together, Julie. You yeah. got to get it together. These kids are relying on you to get their college credit for them. Like it was a big responsibility. I couldn't just go to school and do nothing. Good thing. Cause that that's the kind of stuff I think saves you, but yeah, it does for sure. Yeah. I just remember like, like you, I feel like I walked past you cause I was a student body officer and I feel like oh, I yeah. walked past your room and I remember like looking in and just seeing you like crying oh, and I feel yeah. like I saw you crying so much like throughout. Oh, my... I'm so sorry, but I did my best and I love I think that my students and like maybe I you could I think having a true and authentic relationship with my students is important. Yeah. But absolutely. I tried not to cry in front of everybody. I really did, but I mean my life was destroyed. Well, like, you're not know. supposed to act like it's perfect either. Like I think I'm that kidding. that kind of um especially when you're like, obviously with me, when I was sitting in the back and I'd have like a bad test, like you still went out of your way to help me do better on my tests and on my homework, even though like you had a ton of stuff going for you. And when I remember seeing that and I was like, I can tell that like life is sucking really hard and yet she is not putting herself first. 
she is helping put me first. And I'm sure all the other students that you're working with. And I remember thinking that like, even when I like stuff is sucking in my life, like Julie's being the example right now, like that's, you have to still just take care of other people. You can't just only focus on yourself at all. No, that's the kiss of death in my opinion, but yeah. yeah Cause I, I could have just, um, kind of spiraled down into a hole of never get and would have never been able to get out of it. But, um, so I decided that summer, the summer after you graduated to divorce him, it took a long time to make that decision. I didn't take that decision lightly. Um, I always, I come from divorce and I, I just didn't really want to get divorced, but it was my only true decision because I didn't think he would ever change. And so the day our divorce went through, it's weird when you get married, it's this big, huge party and everyone's there celebrating. And when you get divorced, you get an email. This is your divorce. I was like, whoa, this is weird. So like the next day I got another email that said, I'm engaged. So yeah, he um, chose to marry the latest mistress. And two months later, my children were attending a wedding. So it was the day after. Yeah. So I got my email on Saturday and um, my ex-husband emailed me on Sunday saying, I thought you should know. So <laughs> I remember he had the kids that weekend. He thought that that was appropriate, I, whatever. Um, and I remember him dropping those kids off and me getting in the car with him and just saying, what are you doing? We all need time to heal. And his response was, I owe it to her. It's like, you owe it to her? Anyway. That's At that kind of time, what, you still weren't healed though either. No, no, but I was healed enough to stand up to him. I was getting there. We, we had, I mean, I'm no psychologist. I, I can't um, diagnose someone with narcissism and stuff like that, but that's where, that's the category I put him in. And he had been um, emotionally, I guess, mentally abusive to me. I, I was told all the time things like, are you wearing that? Like what? Your hair look, go do your hair again. Mm -hmm. I was never skinny enough. Didn't ever work out enough. Didn't ever, there was a lot of things that I wasn't, I wasn't good enough. But so I had felt, I felt pretty strong even standing up to him at all. Yeah. Even, even saying, what are you thinking? But and it, it took me a long time to realize that wasn't my place either. We were divorced. It's not my job to tell him what to do or not to do. Yeah. So, um, so there's a song by um, Sarah Evans called A Little Bit Stronger. And, and that song I would play it every single morning. I don't know if you know it, but it says something like, I woke up late today, still feeling the sting of the pain, but I brushed my teeth anyway, got dressed through the mess and put a smile on my face. Um, that's kind of, that song was my anthem through all of it. Um, my kids hate the saying I've always always say it um if you want to feel better you got to do better mm -hmm. do comes before the feel yeah so if you are um feeling um mopey and bored and then it's your job seven eight-year-old child right to my kids to find something to do 
Yeah. They'll feel differently. So um, when I was going through a lot, I, I really focused on doing as much of my normal things as I ever did. Because I, I think I knew deep down that that I was worthy of more. I was worthy of better. That I was a good person who deserved good things. And if I just did the things I was supposed to do, I would start to feel the way I was supposed to feel, yeah. which was much better about myself. So that's why I showed up to school as much as I could. I went to all my kids' sporting events. I um, got to brush my teeth. Sometimes that's all I could do. <laughs> and um, slowly I got to the point where um, you, you don't even feel the sadness that you felt before. You're, you realize that you're doing it. Your your house is taken care of. The lawn is mowed and you're how dishes are done and dinner was made and you did it all by yourself and that you didn't need someone else there, especially someone who would treat you that way. Yeah. So that's, that's how I got through it is by just making myself do the things that I sometimes didn't want to do or didn't feel strong enough to do, but I knew if I did it, I'd feel stronger. Yeah. Do you feel like um, when you were really struggling that it was easy for you to talk to people about it or do you think it was hard? Well, it's, there's a few people, a couple of people, like a couple of teacher friends, for example, that um, I could be completely open and honest with about how everything I was feeling. But most of the time I felt, I felt embarrassed. Mm -hmm. like, so many people can't understand how embarrassing it is to be fooled like that to be, I mean, I had no idea he was the person he really was. So I felt completely foolish and embarrassed and like having to go to the doctor to get checked. It's embarrassing. It's humiliating. And everyone say, you have nothing to be embarrassed about. You didn't do anything wrong. Why do I feel so embarrassed? I'm so embarrassed. So I didn't talk to a lot of people about it for a very long time. Not until I felt better about myself. Then yeah. I, now I can talk about it. And I'm like, no, this is not about you, Julie. Yeah. This is about him. So you say just doing it. Like just you said, doing something better. Doing the things better you're supposed the day, to do. Every day, kind of. Every day. You get up and do the things you're supposed to do. Don't let yourself wallow. Um, someone told me at one point, Julie, it's going to be okay. And I remember I was on the phone just thinking, this is never going to be okay. What are you talking about? My life is destroyed. And um, looking back 10 years, I can, I can tell you, it, it turns out more than okay. Turns out okay. If you just keep doing the things that you need to do to keep your life on track, ignore them, ignore what they did. Because it's not about you. you if you want to feel better, you have to do what's going to make you feel better without worrying about them. Yeah. They clearly don't, they're not on their list of priorities. Clearly. <laughs> I think um, that that's been something I've really had to learn is like, I get to choose for myself where I get, where I'm happy, where I'm super upset. Like I get to decide if I'm going to be a peacemaker in a situation or I'm going to be the instigator. I feel like when I was growing up, I was always that instigator. I feel like I'm really strong-headed, very opinionated, 
But the moment that I realized, like, I, I was always trying to control other people or trying to control situations. But now I'm like, okay, like it's the situation. How am I going to control myself? How am I going to control my uh-huh. And like, that's a really hard thing because one, you have to admit to yourself that you're trying to control everybody else instead of worrying about yourself. And then two, it's because I think we always hear like, oh, well, I can't control my emotions which I feel like can be true, but can't. You can control with what your thinking process is. And that sometimes controls our emotions more. I think what you do uh, with your emotions is what controls it. So if you all of a sudden are feeling super jealous, which you can imagine maybe I felt. Yeah. What am I going to do with that feeling of jealousy? Am I going to get on the internet and start looking at pictures of her? Am I going to get on the, listen to sad songs? Am I going to, what am I going to do with the feeling of jealousy, which, which was legit, right? It wasn't like I could just say, don't feel jealous. So what I did with those feelings is I would, I would really think about why am, what am I jealous of? Try to put some logic into the feeling because I really had nothing to yeah. be jealous of. I mean, I joke around that she won, she won the booby prize, right? I don't want that prize. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want that. And the moments when I used to feel, I don't anymore, but when I used to feel jealous of, of it, I realized I was jealous of lies and deceit and nothing that I really wanted. But if I allowed myself to just focus on the jealousy, to be jealous, instead of just feeling a little bit jealous, that, that would have been a downhill slide that would have taken me nowhere. Yeah. I think a big thing is like separating the feelings from the facts. Like, right. Yeah. The feeling is that you're super, like you said, embarrassed, you are jealous, but the facts are what, like you said, the price. Yeah. yeah. I didn't I want that price. <laughs> no, no I, I don't want that price. Too, is that like, we get upset because, and we have all these emotions like the jealousy and the embarrassment because our ideal of what we pictured our life to be like, and the ideal of like anything that we see is not what it is. So then I think we kind of attack ourselves, right? Like the jealousy of I wasn't good enough, but she was instead of like the jealousy of, or like the fact is that he had his own choices like he decided to choose something different and it doesn't have to deal with who you are as a person at all it has nothing to do with me yeah yeah it's always it's really hard to separate the feelings from the facts like a lot of the time like if you have an emotional trauma like um stating that you're wanting to you have to have your house clean or something like that it's a feeling of wanting it clean but what's the fact the fact is that it's something will be fine yeah yeah it's really it's a really hard thing to do because there's so many facts in our lives but we have started treating our feelings as a as the facts and our right. opinion and we identify with them i am a jealous woman yeah. no i'm not mm-hmm. no i'm not i am a sad person no you're not a sad person you can be anything you want to be. If you, do you want to be sad? No. Yeah. Okay. Well then what are you going to do to start not feeling sad? Why don't you try well, some other things? 
what were like what were the things that you would do then get up and brush your teeth like that was literally sometimes that was all I could do other times I I like right before COVID happened I had planned to spend my summer um traveling I had my car set up so that I could sleep in the back of my car um of course COVID happened and put the kibosh on all that but I was like I've always wanted to go drive around and see the national parks in Utah or whatever he would never take me to those places and so I'm going like those are the things I'm gonna do I'm gonna start filling my life up with things that I want to do um with my children I was like what do you guys want to do let's watch this movie let's you know make a mess of the house let's bring all the blankets we have into the living room and because they were younger and make tents and watch a movie in the tents all right let's do it right instead of just sitting there wallowing in my I I could have said to my kids, I can't do that. It's too sad. You know what I mean? Like, but but yeah. and there's I know people who do that. Because you know, like when you buy a car, all of a sudden you see that same car everywhere. Well, when you find out your husband is a serial cheater, lots of people will start talking to you. Oh, I, you know what happened to my aunt, you know what happened to my friend, you know what happened to me? It comes out of the woodwork, and there's a lot of people who cannot get over it. They're just never the same. Yeah. And I'm no, no judgment against that. Yeah. No judgment. Like I, we all react differently. There's so many people who said, well, if I found that I would have divorced him instantly. I would have this, I would have that. And I'm always like, you don't know what you're going to do until it happens to you. Yep. But my, my advice to people would be to just start filling your life with the things that you, that you need to do. Cause that gives you some confidence at least my children had dinner tonight right because I could have just gone to bed when I got home but tonight I made dinner (laughs) win (laughs) you know when you're that sad when you're that depressed that's a win Uh, I got to school today and I taught Bailey something that she didn't know how to do right she was sad because of her low test score but I helped her and then she got a higher test score that's a win and I'm still feeling sad but I'm winning at the same time and slowly at least my my self-esteem went up because I realized I didn't have to get it from him. It comes from me. And what I do, not what he does. And I think that women were taught from very little ages to give ourselves to our family in an unhealthy way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's good to give yourself to your family, but you've got to keep a part of yourself that's yours and where you can lay, lay your stake on your life and your expectations and your standards well the moment that we stop we lose who we are as a person and then the the man you love doesn't love doesn't have anyone to love right you're gonna lose and it's not all about him but that's kind of what we're talking about right we're kind of talking about that but um when you start to lose yourself you become a different person and how is he supposed to stay in love with a different person yeah no but that that makes it sound like it's my fault it's not my fault yeah not my fault that he did what he did even if I became a different person I didn't force him to do any of those things it was his choice his choices and I want to make sure anyone listening understands that you can't you can't take responsibility for someone else's choices you just can't and shouldn't so all you can do is look back and go yeah there were some mistakes I made I made some mistakes that may have led him to those decisions or helped him feel a certain way but he's still in charge of what he does yep you didn't hold a gun to his head telling him that he had to do it 
Oh, heavens. Can you imagine? <laughs> no. <laughs> really, right? Like he oh, for real. went out yeah, and did he... it all on his free will. And it had nothing to do with you as a person. It had everything to do with the choices he chose and wanted to make. And along the way, he could have changed course. And Yep, absolutely. And that's okay. Like my life is beautiful and wonderful. And um, if you could have, you know, taken me back 10 years ago and show me the life I have today, I would have chosen it. Yeah. I would have not had a moment of sadness, but you just don't know what's going to come out of it. And all you can do is fill it with doomsday and sadness. And, but if you keep doing the things you need to do, you find happiness. You just do. How, um, how long do you think, because I'm sure like if somebody's in the same situation as you, mm-hmm. how long do you think it took for you to actually work through your emotions to make that decision to actually get a divorce? Oh, that would took me just a few months to decide to get a divorce, but that doesn't mean I was okay with it. You know what I mean? I wasn't happy with it, but I, I knew I couldn't live with a man who was a serial cheater. Yeah. I mean, a one-time thing. I don't know. Maybe that's a different decision. I don't know. Cause I never had to deal with that. All I can do is tell you this man was not ever going to be faithful to me. Yeah. And I could not live with that. Yeah. So I had, I decided to get a divorce. Yeah. So, but that doesn't mean I was okay with, like, I'm still, I still don't like being divorced. Yeah. I don't like that. My children have two places to go at Christmas. I don't like that. Um, when I have grandbabies, I'm going to have to share them. Mm-hmm. None of it. None of it. I don't like any of it. Well, but, you're choosing your heart, right? Like you're yeah, choosing the heart to have stayed and have that possibly happen multiple, multiple times after, after you already knew. Who would I be now, 10 years later, if I would have said, okay, what you're doing is fine. I would be a shell of a person. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm fully powerful and I get to make my own decisions. I've, I've set myself up with full retirement and all those things that can help me feel safe. And, and it's not dependent on anyone else. It's all me, but I'm, but I'm remarried and I'm not selfish and I still believe in love and I want people to believe in love. I don't, it's so sad to me that people who go through things like this to say, I'll never love again. It's too scary as scary is so scary. I still have moments where I know he can feel me questioning him, but Mm -hmm. he's good about silly things. Like I know that how to unlock his phone. Mm I, um, you know, he, he just doesn't hide anything from me. And that's part of what he, I've never asked him to do any of that, but that's part of things, things that I do that he does for me without me asking that helps me feel safe but if I catch myself maybe thinking about looking at his phone I that's not something good for me to do if that makes sense that that is me acting on emotions yep so I'm really careful I'm I really think about what am I doing right now what am I thinking about right now that's making me feel like I want to do something that would be so distrusting Mm-hmm. you really deserve that or is that my past coming to make me feel distrusting yeah you know those kinds of things so I I've I've, I've, I've gone to counseling I've done read a lot of books I've done a lot of work because those are things I could do yep. help me feel better and and just get doing 
if you're going through something that's that hard, just get doing good things. And if you fall down and you cry in the middle of Bailey's class, third period, you just take a break. You go, oh, I'll be right back. And people are amazingly understanding. So um, you guys all helped me because you allowed, you gave me room for all of that, which was amazing. It's making me, it's making, choking me up because you guys are so great to me. All of you, all of my students were. Well, I'm glad because it is a hard thing. And I'm sure like a lot of students had saw their parents go through similar things as well, you know? Um, but I think at the end of the day, like what one was, what can be impactful for people on the outside is like going and ex- like going and giving you that grace, right? Mm-hmm. Going and checking in to make sure that you're okay. Because right there, we learn that empathy where we're like, okay, we like, we can see that she is struggling. Like, how do we help her? Where do we make it easier? You know, like we, like that's where we get to step in and kind of help take that burden off of you a little bit, you know? Cause if, if you had a, like, let's say a principal was super over the top and like, you're leaving your class crying. That's not, you know, like it would be completely different. Like, but being able to be like, okay, you're human. You have a human situation going on. Like, we're going to let you figure it out. Like, we'll be there for you. And like, it's just a completely different outcome that happens when we give people grace, when we realize that like, it doesn't have to be perfect. People don't have to be acting like a specific way all the time. But it's hard because some people don't fully understand that because. Oh, because and, and it's most of the time it's because they haven't been through anything similar to that. Mm-hmm. And I, I've started to say to my students, because, you know, I teach upper level, hard, difficult, everyone wants to quit on it, math, right? I'm like, you know, this is easy compared to some of the things you're going to go through in your life. But this is how you practice making yourself do the things that you don't really want to do. You know, that's how you learn to do hard things. That's no so what, what would life. be the advice you would give yourself going back to when you were struggling? What would be the advice that you would go back and give yourself or the advice you would give to somebody else that's going through something similar? I think that the advice I got that it will all be okay. I didn't believe that when I was told that, but that's true. It's all okay. We all are, we're not, we're not who I thought we would be. Mm. My, my heart will never be the same, Mm. but I'm better for it because I have more empathy and I, I keep parts of myself now that I was willing to give away before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think I'm better for that. Even if it's not perfect. Yeah. So I don't have to be perfect. My life doesn't have to be perfect. And I'm a OCD perfectionist kind of gal. So um, it's super hard for me to give up that kind of control. Yeah. I, I just don't have it. It's a, it's all, it's all a facade. You don't have control of anyone else, but yourself. You just simply don't. So start doing the things that, you know, will make you happy. And if you don't know what they are, then just brush your teeth in the morning and get out of the door and start engaging with life because life has a way of being beautiful. 
It does. It'll take you to beautiful places if you're just doing the right things. But like you said, you have to, you can't like, if you weren't to have gone out and done the work and just started to do, maybe your life wouldn't have been better, right? Because you have to act. So like life will get better, but you have to make that conscious decision every single day. Every moment. Every moment. (laughs) Multiple (laughs) times, multiple times a day. Throughout the day. It sucks. And yeah. don't think for a minute there weren't days I didn't just come home and go to bed and cry. Yeah. And that's okay. Sometimes that's what I needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. But I did, I did more positive, um, like productive things than that. I tried really hard not to do that. Well, I'm, I'm proud to see where you're at. Thanks have a conversation without you crying like <laughs> no cry about that I'll, I'll never cry about that again yeah yeah that's over that's it's just spilled milk it doesn't it doesn't matter well I'm I'm really happy to see where you're at you're a good example of you can get through hard things in life yeah. so. you totally can and uh you'll be proud of yourself when it's over mm-hmm. something you would have never chosen to go through you can say, you know what? I did that. I did that really hard thing. It means the next hard thing that's coming, I can do it. Yep. Cause there will always be hard things. Yes. And you start to feel a little prouder and you hold your head a little higher and you get a little bit stronger. Right. As the song goes. I love that. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Truly appreciate it. Do you have like, do you, if somebody is going through the same thing, are you okay with people reaching out to you to talk to you about stuff? Um, sure. In general, sometimes people are going through that stuff are super emotional and it can get pretty heavy, pretty fast. And I don't want to spend my time, um, swimming in that super heavy stuff. Cause I'm, I'm not qualified to help except just to say, go do Go do, find some things to do on your own because you can just wallow in that stuff forever. So I don't, I don't don't know how much help I could be, but I sure I, you they could go through you and um, you can contact me that way. Okay. Perfect. Isn't Julie awesome? Like what a great example. I already told her that and you guys heard me say that, but I really do remember just sitting there in class and seeing how and she, she wasn't crying all the time, but she definitely, you could tell that she, like her whole world, as she said, was flipped on its head. And I just strong, like, I just remember seeing how she still got up and she still worked. She still got up and thought about other people and helped me, even though you could tell that she was just, she was struggling so hard. So from her example, how can we be implying that into our lives? What, what things are we letting control us? Um, where can we just be getting out of our bed and brushing our teeth, right? What are, what's one small step each day that we can be doing better than the, the day before. And we'll definitely, I don't want to call it a relapse, but kind of where we are set back, I guess is better, better wording is where we'll be getting set back when we have a harder day and that's okay. It's okay to have those feelings, but just still try to make an effort and do something better because if not, you're going to get yourself stuck in a rut of not doing and not getting better and emotionally just kind of staying destroyed. Um, 
And if you guys have an email or if you guys want to email me, I guess I should say, to tell me your anonymous story. Or if you want to come on and join our podcast, please just reach out to me. I would love to have you on. My email is Bailey Carlson at She Stands Strong. And my at Instagram is at the Bailey Carlson. So you can DM me, you can email me. I would love to have you on. Please make sure you give a follow. And if you have somebody that you know would really benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. Let me know in the reviews or comments of things that we can be doing better, what kind of stories we should be trying to get on. And I look forward to our next episode.